0: Hey, hey, hey. Welcome to the Fantasy NBA Show. My name's Elliot Klass and I'm a fun guy. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Fantasy NBA Stats. On today's episode, we'll have a look at some players that could be on your waiver that I think are trending up, including Norman Powell, the two Denver guys in Monty Morris, Michael Porter Jr., Shvee look, Jarrett Culver, Nerlens Noel, and a whole bunch more. All right, let's get stuck in. All right, guys, let's get straight into it. First up, I'm just going to go through a bunch of players uh, that could be on your waiver that I think are trending up. So the first guy I have on my list here is McCall Bridges. Uh, Kelly Oubre has been out. uh, He's been in the concussion protocol, actually, um, and that's meant massive minutes for McCall Bridges. Last game, he had 40 minutes, and he responded well with uh, 26 points, 6 of 8 from 3, uh, 10 of 13 from the field. So, yeah, hyper-efficient stuff there from McCall. And he chipped in with his usual two steals, and he also had two blocks. And if you widen the scope a bit more, in the last two weeks, he's averaged 30.2 minutes, 10.3 points, 1.3 threes, and 1.5 steals. So, yeah, he's been training up over the last few weeks. Uh, Kelly Oubre is expected back uh, tomorrow. So, yeah, he's a bit of a speculative ad, and just see how uh, Kelly Oubre's integration, integration back into the team affects McCole Bridges. Next guy on my list is Norman Powell. He recently returned from that shoulder injury. Uh, he's played four games since returning. Uh, he's been yeah absolutely lights out from the field, 61% from the field, uh, 90% from the free throw line, averaging 22.8 points, three threes, three rebounds, 2.5 assists, 1.5 steals. Uh, I know a lot of people were a bit reluctant to add him because of uh, Fred Van Vliet's impending return. Um, Yeah, no doubt it's affected, it will affect him, but in the last game that Fred Van Vliet returned, uh, Norman Powell still put up 20 points, 4 assists, and 2 steals. If you picked him up, don't jump ship yet, just see how it pans out uh, with the reintegration of Fred Van Vliet. Alright, next guy on my list, or next two guys on my list are Monty Morris and Michael Porter Jr., the two Denver Nuggets. Uh, These two guys, yeah, are going to take advantage, or have been taking advantage of the, I don't know if we call it injury crisis, but yeah, they've had a few injuries lately. Paul Millsap, Jamal Murray uh, sprained his ankle. seems quite bad uh, the other day. Um, They're pretty vague about their diagnosis of it, but I think he's going to be out for the foreseeable future. And of course, Gary Harris has been uh, hit with injury lately as well. So these two guys, Monty and MPJ, have seen a slight uptick in minutes and a um, bit more production from these two. So in the last two weeks, Monty Morris, he's had 22.9 minutes per game, nine points, 4.1 assists. So nothing too glamorous there, but we know in the past when he does get uh, starters minutes, Monty can provide uh, quite quite good production. So definitely worth a pickup uh, or speculative pickup in my opinion. Next up is MPJ Michael Porter Jr. Everyone's uh, favorite pickup over the last few weeks. Uh, in the last three games. Uh, I know that's small sample size, but in the last three games, he's averaging 26.5 minutes, 15.7 points per game, 8.7 rebounds, 2 assists, 2 steals, 1.7 threes, 83% from the free throw line on four attempts. So yeah, really impressive stuff there from Michael Porter Jr. Uh, yeah, it just sounds promising, even from Mike Malone saying... Uh, for the rest of the season, Michael Porter Jr. has earned a spot in the rotation, uh, especially with his injuries to Millsap, Jamal Murray, Gary Harris. He's going to have an increased um, workload, in, at least for the near future, and then just see how it pans out for the rest of the season. So, yeah, Michael Porter Jr. definitely on the way up. Uh, here's a little uh, interview snippet of Mike Malone talking about Monty Morris and Michael Porter Jr.
1: Yeah, it's uh, I have no idea. I think the x-rays were negative. Uh, I have no idea how long he's going to be out. Obviously, he has had an issue with ankle injuries. And I just looked at it, and um, it's, it's rather large. It's So kind of scary. Yeah, it's, you know, he, he rolled it. And um, you know, those are scary because you know, those kind of injuries can be, aside from being painful, you, know, you don't want to have Jamal Murray miss extended period of time. So hopefully, it's not as bad as it looks, and we can get him back
0: with um, just how Monte has been playing as of lately over, over the last couple weeks how much confidence does that give you that he'll be able to step right in there in the starting lineup
1: oh he's you know he did it last year at times and he's been a guy that you can rely on um, tough kid never afraid and the way he's been playing as of late i think an even Helps him that much more. Okay. So we'll ask him to, uh, you know, to be our starter until Jamal gets back. But knowing that you have PJ Dozier, knowing that you have Will Barton, you have, and Nicole Jokic is like a point center. So you have a lot of guys that can kind of carry the load while Jamal is out. But you know, I trust Monte Morris a thousand percent.
0: Michael, in that first half, had the ball a little bit more to create a little bit more than he has. Instead of being spot up or off the cut a little bit, is that something that you guys are ready to, for him to start transitioning into more? Yeah,
1: you know, we're trying to, uh, we have some, like a little Michael Porter package of plays, if you will, that we can uh, get him the ball in different locations, different actions. Um, You know, the kid is so damn talented, uh, really just give him the ball over half court, and he can create his own shot, Uh, but you can post him up, you can put him in pick and roll, and what was impressive tonight was his ability to drive the defense, get to the rim and finish, Um, and, and that was great to see.
0: It's went away in the second half there, but it seemed like he was still able to help you guys rebounding a little bit of defensive help as well. What did you see from him in that second half?
1: Yeah, I mean eight rebounds. You know, that's one thing. We, you know, you know with Michael, he's going to rebound at a high level and he can score. He's gifted in that way. Uh, he, he's six foot ten, seven two wingspan. Um, so and, and the defensive consistency is getting there. Um, you know he's starting to understand all the terminology and our rules and our game plan and doing a lot better job of adhering to all those things. So uh, you see growth with Michael every night. And the more he plays, uh, you know he's only going to get better.
0: So, yeah, a pretty glowing endorsement there from Mike Malone on MPJ. Uh, next guy on my list is Feev McKaylook, Of course, with Blake Griffin, Luke Kennard and Reggie Jackson all out for the Detroit Pistons. Uh, it's meant a few of the other periphery guys have seen more opportunities and Shafi happens to be one of them in the last uh, two weeks so that's six games he's averaging 30.7 minutes per game 14 points 3.3 threes, 2 rebounds 3 assists uh, shooting 90% from the free throw line uh, he's actually ranked as the 52nd Uh, Player in nine cat over the last two weeks, so pretty impressive stuff there from Shvee I think he's yeah getting that white euro treatment a bit. Um, He's on a lot of waivers still, so yeah, just keep an eye out for Shv if you need some threes. Next two guys on my list, I'll pair together. It's the two Timberwolves guards, Shabazz Napier and Jarrett Culver. Of course, midweek, Jeff Teague got traded to the Atlanta Hawks or back to the Atlanta Hawks. So, yeah, everyone was rushing to grab Shabazz off the waiver. But to me, I think Jared Culver would be or is the main beneficiary from Jeff Teague's absence. Um, Yeah, first up, we'll touch on Shabazz. So in the last week, in the last four games, uh, Shabazz is averaging 27.9 minutes per game, 8.5 points, uh, seven assists, that's really handy there for Baz. But there's a lot of talk about Trades going down and D'Angelo Russell potentially being traded to the Timberwolves. I think that scared a lot of people off for thinking Shabazz is a serious long term pickup. But yeah, you never know with these kind of things. Uh, D'Angelo might not get traded. Uh, He might get traded at the end of the season. So yeah, Shabazz is a good speculative pickup. Uh, I think the safer pickup for the full set or rest of season value is, yeah, Jarrett Culver, like I mentioned before. Uh, Yeah, Culver's seen a huge spike in minutes. In fact, in the last uh, two weeks, he's averaging 31.5 minutes, 17 points, uh, 1.7 threes, 5 rebounds, 1.7 assists, uh, close to a steal. Um, But yeah, one thing with him is his poor uh, free throw percentage, uh, shooting 69% on 2.9 free throw attempts. But yeah, out of those two, definitely I would go with Jarrett Culver. Next guy on my list is Nerlens Noel. A lot of people ran to the waiver to pick him up because Steve Adams missed one game with that knee injury. Uh, it turns out it wasn't too serious. But Nerland still managed to see or close to 20 minutes in the last two games since he's returned. Um, and we know, yeah, Nerland is a massive per-minute guy. So in that first game, he returned against Miami. He only played 21 minutes, but he was managed to put up 10 points uh, three blocks, one steal, and six rebounds. And then in the back-to-back game against Portland, he had 15 points, two blocks, two steals, five rebounds, and two assists. Um, yeah, I'm just hoping for those days when Nerlens gets up to that 30 minutes like he did in uh, Philly, because, yeah, he's an absolute beast on the steals and blocks for a big man. Uh, but for now, yeah, in that reserve role, it's fine to have him on your, on your uh, main roster. Um, you know you can bring the steals and you know you can bring the blocks in just 20 minutes. Next guy up is Luke Cornett, of course, Daniel Gafford was the main guy we all picked up. Uh, yeah, myself included. But he was unlucky to be struck down with that injury to his thumb. He's out for 2-4. Uh, Thad Young looked like a possible pickup. But yeah, his minutes are fluctuating like crazy with uh, the unstable Jim Boylan at the helm. So yeah, Luke Cornette looks to be in a semi-stable role in about 20 to 25 minutes per game as the starting center. Um, he also has been fluctuating in and out. Uh, sometimes Larry Markin is getting the start, sometimes Luke Cornette. So he's a bit of a speculative ad. He's nothing too glamorous. In the last two weeks, he's averaging 20 minutes per game uh, 7.4 points, 1.4 threes, three rebounds, 1.3 blocks. So yeah, he's like a uh, real poor man's or real like, homeless man's. Brooke Lopez uh, gets you 1.3 blocks and 1.4 threes. So nothing crazy about Luke Cornette, but he can help some teams. Next one is Matisse Thibel. He's seen an increase in playing time as of late with Joel Embiid uh, out with that injury. And James Ennis looks to have fallen out of the rotation or sporadically inserted to the rotation at times. So in the last four games or the last week, Matisse was averaging 30 minutes a game, just the 5.8 points, but that's not what you really want him for. Uh, he's It's mainly the 2.3 blocks and the 1.8 steals, so the defensive numbers we know Matisse are an absolute wizard at. Um, also, he's averaging 1.3 a game in the last week, so that's a little, little handy bonus there from Matisse. But yeah, if you're struggling for steals and blocks, uh, Matisse is your guy. Next guy up is Dante DiVincenzo. Uh, he's still playing that bench role about 24, 25 minutes per game. Um, but in the last two weeks, he's really upped his production in, this, in those limited minutes. Uh, yeah, the last two weeks, he's averaging 13 points, 3.9 rebounds, 2.1 assists. But it's the 1.9 steals and two threes per game in 24 minutes, which is. Providing, uh, yeah, a lot of a lot of value over the last two weeks. Um, I'm I'll be pretty excited to see what uh, Divincenzo could do in the in a super size like 30 minute role because he's he's really productive in uh, this limited bench role. Um, in dynasty, yeah, he could be a good target because I think yeah he's developing into a pretty handy player. Um, the blowouts, a lot of the blowouts that Milwaukee have, uh, that yeah Milwaukee has been having lately, uh, help his value as well. He just yeah he gets on in junk time and just goes apeshit. But um, yeah, there's no, no reason why that can't continue because Milwaukee's team's just yeah, throttling everyone at the moment. So yeah, Dante DiVincenzo, one to consider. Last guy I have on my list here is Eric Pascal. He's been pretty impressive as of late. Uh, in the last two weeks, so the last seven games, he's averaged 24.5 minutes per game, uh, 13 points, 4.7 rebounds, uh, 1.6 assists, and 1.3 steals. So yeah, quite handy stuff there from Pascal. Uh, Draymond Green's expected back tomorrow, so that could dampen um, yeah his recent form as of late. Amari Spellman was uh, the flavor of the week for Steve Kerr. Um, yeah, last week. Yeah, last week. But since he's been moved to the bench, uh, Eric Pascal has been inserted in the starting lineup. Um, so, yeah, it's pretty volatile with that uh, Golden State Warriors rotation. But, yeah, no doubt, Eric Pascal wants to keep an eye on. All right, continuing on the segment from last week, the bullshit line of the week. Uh, a few of you send in some nominations, which is good for this week. So keep doing that throughout the week when you see a player that just has an absolute bullshit line. Um, of course, this goes to a player that has done not much the whole season and all of a sudden just explodes for this, this huge stat line. And if the person you're playing against happens to stream them in, you know how much that hurts. So, yeah, that's basically what the bullshit line of the week is. So, for this week, the bullshit line of the week goes to Jaleel Okafor. Uh, he had that massive game against Detroit, Derek Favors is out, so, um, yeah, someone might have streamed Jalil in your league, and he went off for 25 points, 14 rebounds, 5 assists and 3 blocks in 33 minutes. Um, previous to this, he was just playing sporadically every now and then getting off the bench, but yeah, it's a massive game from Jalil Okafor, and if you happen to be versing someone that streamed him in, all you got to say is, uh, yeah, that is bullshit. So, Jalil Okafor is the winner for this week. So just a quick look ahead to the Week 14 schedule. We've got 18 teams playing four games. So we've got Atlanta, Boston, Brooklyn, Chicago, Denver, Detroit, Houston, Indiana, Clippers, Lakers, Memphis, Minnesota... Pelicans, New York, OKC, Orlando, Phoenix, San Antonio, Toronto and Washington all playing the maximum four games. And on the other end of the scale, you got Charlotte and Milwaukee with just the two games this week. So yeah, if you're coming up against one of your mates that has Giannis, uh, yeah, you hit the jackpot, you're pretty lucky this week, just the two games from the Greek freak. Uh, Same as yeah, Bledsoe, Chris Middleton, um, Charlotte, Terry Rozier, Devonta Graham, just the two games as well. Just before we go, I put up a poll on Twitter today saying who is the most likely to make their first all-star game in the West. Uh, the options were Brandon Ingram, Devin Booker, Donovan Mitchell and Shea Gilders-Alexander. Uh, to me, yeah, I think Brandon Ingram, he's going to have to make the all-star game uh, via coaches' vote and uh, media vote. Um yeah, in the last two months, he's just been balling out. Uh, he's a, a top candidate for most improved as well. Uh, at the moment, yeah, Ingram, uh, you guys, a lot of you guys agree with me. He's uh, leading the poll with 43%. Uh, Devin Booker at 32%. Donovan Mitchell, 18%. And SGA, uh, although having a good season, I think it's a bit early for All-Star consideration. He's just at 7%. All right, guys, that's it for today's episode. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Fantasy MBA Stats. I'll just be posting nightly notables, just a daily recap of the major stat lines uh, from all the games on each day, uh, some waiver wire stuff, um, just some highlights as well. So, yeah, get over there to Instagram and Twitter at Fantasy MBA Stats. Until next episode, catch ya. Ha, ha, ha,